Hello, this is Magenta Drafts with me, Simona Roy, recording this on October 2nd, 2022. Hello, everyone. I am fresh off the heels of an illuminated life. I think that's what the workshop was called um, by Laura Lynn Jackson at the Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York. Wow, I um, I'm taking it all in. So I think this is going to be two parter. Um, I'm going to record however long I'm going to record today, and then I think I'm going to talk more about it next week because I'm giving you my first impressions of you know, um, not first impressions really, but my immediate reaction after the three day workshop has ended. So it was it started on Friday, September 30th, and ended today, October 2nd. And so I drove up to Rhinebeck, New York on Friday. And um, you check in and you have a I got a cabin, a single room cabin. Um, and then you are provided you're provided dinner the night, the first night, and then breakfast, lunch, and dinner the second night, and I think breakfast and lunch this third day. Um, but so I had dinner, and then we had a, our first session um, from 8 p.m. to 10 p.m., and I did record a little bit um, while I was there, like on my phone as a voice note after that. And then I didn't keep up the practice for the rest of the weekend because I had so many thoughts in my mind. Um, also, it, there was no, I mean, not that I needed Wi-Fi to record a voice note, but the whole tech situation was non-existent there. It was hard to keep in touch with my dad, which was stressful. Um, Wi-Fi was non-existent. Service was non-existent. And that's fine if you're ready to unplug. I mean, I didn't watch any TV. I read, you know, in my downtime, um, which was fine. But I think it was also highly stressful for me as having, you know, a parent with health issues and not knowing if I could a be available to get their message or be be able to contact them back. Um, like last night, <laughs> it was really difficult to make a phone call to my dad because every call failed. And then finally, I was like, Mom, I, I, I could really use your help. <laughs> I, I literally asked my mom for help. And, um, and then it worked. You know, I would say pre pre retreat coincidence, but post retreat, not coincidence. So um, let's see. Since this is going to be a two-parter, and um, I'm sure as the week wears on, I'm going to have more thoughts, I want to make this more of an introductory first-parter. Now, I'll start off with, at this point, do I think it was worth it to go? Yes, because it was an experience, one that I'll never forget, and one that taught me more about myself so that I'm able to understand situations that work for me in situations that don't work for me. Um, so the second thing is, you know, was I able to connect to my mother in a new way? No. Uh, the whole point of this workshop was not for Laura to read anybody. Let me make that clear. And I think that, you know, 
as like a person that this was the first time that I ever went to anything like this, I think that I was unclear about that. You know, I was like, oh, Laurelyn Jackson, whatever she's doing, I'm going to sign up for it because it's close by and it's like three days with her. So, you know, the opportunity will present itself, but it did not. And I think that's okay because the whole point of the retreat was for us to be able to connect with our loved ones who are on the other side um, ourselves without help from an external, you know, medium. Now, do I think that I was able to connect with my mother uh, just through me? No. Like, I think that I talked to her. I feel it's very one-sided. You know, she helped me um, get connected with my dad. I do believe that was her. Um because as, as soon as I asked her, it happened. And I was trying several times before. So maybe, you know, 10th time's the charm. But um, I think it was mom. And also, I don't know if I mentioned this on the podcast, because I don't know what I said, what I recorded last week. But um, the, our record player, like it was a record stereo weird thing that my parents bought that they never used that's in our sunroom. It started playing randomly last week, I think, and it hasn't been played for years. Like, they just didn't play it, and it, the power was off, um, and then I was, like, flipping channels on the television, and all of a sudden, I hear all of this extraneous noise, and I thought it was coming from outside our house, but when I walked to, like, our sunroom, you know, kind of deck it's like it's an enclosed deck I don't even know what to call it but basically it's like the room before you get into the house um I mean I guess it's the closest thing it's like a mud room but not really because mud rooms I kind of think of like as back entrances whereas this is the front of the house so regardless <sighs> the stereo started playing out of nowhere and then when I went to see what it was and I realized it was the stereo, it was some sort of like intermingling of different radio stations. They were also playing like Indian music. I think it was Bhangra. Uh, I don't know, but but it was weird <laughs> and very unexpected. And I turned it off and then it stopped. So I do, I did then pre pre retreat, I did believe that that was mom just having some fun. I think she learned um, something new of how to manipulate um, electronics. And she was always really good, handy with electronics. So maybe this is going to be like something that shows up more. Um, but post-retreat, post-retreat, it was definitely her. Um, so let me start off by saying like, what do I feel? How do I feel about Omega? You know, the place is beautiful. It's um, it's a campus. It's it's got these cute little cabins all set up in like small little neighborhoods, and um, they've got a main hall. That's where we had all of our kind of lecture, um, speaker series thing that we did with Laura. Um, and I still don't know if she goes by Laura or Laura Lynn. I think both, whatever. And um. Dining hall is like a cafeteria situation with like buffets. 
Um, the sanctuary was cool. It was kind of on this mountain and I never really, I didn't go to the meditations. There was like meditations every morning at seven and I was like, oh, I'm going to do that. And then I never did it. Um, (laughs) so, but it was cool. It kind of had like an Asian feel to it with a koi pond and a little bit of like how the architecture, um, was built. Architecture was built or how it was, you know, architected, I guess, (laughs) um, designed hello and um and then there was you know people were able to camp you know if you didn't do a cabin or a dorm the camping was an option but okay so let me start off by saying I will not stay in another cabin there again not to say that it was bad it was perfectly clean I didn't see I wasn't bitten by any bugs which was my number one fear because of my horrible um, experience at the Airbnb in California where I woke up with all these welts on my body, um, hives, uh, my God, I will never forget. I mean, I've had some traumatic experiences with bugs and bug bites while I'm sleeping. Um, there was that experience at the Airbnb. And then years prior to that, I was getting bitten in my own bed because I mean, I didn't wash, um, this blanket that I bought um, and I think there was something in that blanket. I, it wasn't bed bugs. Like, I mean, we looked at, we searched, we looked at the mattresses and all of that. And then, um, but something was biting me and it was probably like my allergy to dust mites or something, you know, I don't know. We know how allergic I am. I mean, we should at this point, but anyway, so I would be waking up and having bug bites on my face in like a line. <laughs> and only when, and it wasn't like only when we changed the mattress, like we meaning because I was, you know, my boyfriend was living with us at that time or my ex-boyfriend, ex-boyfriend. Um, but when we switched our mattresses, mattresses with my parents' mattress, they never got bitten. And um, and then I did stopped getting bitten once we changed them. So it made me think it was bed, bed bugs, right? But it wasn't. <sighs> mysteries of parasites. So um, back to the cabins. The cabins are perfectly nice, but not for me. I think that at this point in my life, you know, I'm used to my privilege of the luxury that I impose on myself that I crave. You know, um, I did think that Miraval Berkshires was too much money for what it was. However, I would have died for that room that I had in Miraval Berkshires this past weekend because I could not, I think I was so terrified of the critters and things and the nature. I mean, nature is great, but like, I don't want nature in my bedroom. You know what I mean? And not that that happened, but because I was so fearful of it, I couldn't sleep well either night. And then there were these noises and I'm a very light sleeper. I have to sleep with earplugs in my ears now. And I like to have the white noise of a fan. I like to have a lot of noise. And then I like to be able to not hear that noise. But that noise should be able to cover up any other uh, outlying noise that would poke through. It doesn't make any sense. But that's how I sleep. Okay. So here it was quiet. And there was like some noise coming out of the heating air conditioning system in this cabin. And uh, it 
was intermittent. And when it's not constant and it's intermittent, that wakes you up even more because you're like, oh, silent, 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 silent. And it's just like, how the fuck am I going to go? How am I going to sleep? So I didn't sleep well the first night because I was afraid I was going to get bitten. I didn't sleep well the second night because of the sound. Um, And then I just, it was not comfortable. The bathroom, no, not for me. That bathroom was very uncomfortable to me. (laughs) So if I ever do any sort of programming at Omega again, I will be staying off campus, which is a shame because I mean, there are some things that are close by, but it's kind of all these windy roads. So if you're going to have a session from 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. and it's going to be pitch black outside, that's going to, I don't know, be difficult to navigate. But them's the breaks, you know, if you're not going to stay in a cabin, then that's the alternative. Um, So that's kind of the lay of the land of this institute. And And then let me tell you the lay of the land as far as the demographic. I did feel a little creeped out as I was driving um, to the place and people were really helpful, but it was, you know, it was all white people like as I was pulling up and they had a very weird smile on their face. It wasn't like, honestly, it felt very cult-like as soon as I rolled up. And that I know that that's not fair and it's probably not true, but there was like um, a friendliness that didn't seem, it seemed like, you know, a friendliness because you drank the Kool-Aid. That's what it, like, I don't know. I don't even know how to explain it any other way. And drinking the Kool-Aid is like, obviously, like, I mean, I think that comes from cults. That's where this the saying came from because they drank Kool-Aid and they all died, right? Um, I don't remember which, I, I forget which cult it was, but yeah. And I think that that's how they died with the, like the Haley Bop one, whichever that one was when I was younger in the 90s. But yeah, so it just felt a little like, oh my God, where am I? Twilight Zone, like Black Mirror situation. I don't know. But then, you know, as all these people were coming in, none of us had, you know, been indoctrinated by whatever the philosophy is of this, you know, wellness place. Um, And then also the demographic of everybody who was coming to this um, was basically women who were white, you know, and that's not surprising But I think that after, I don't know, when we're talking so much about race and things these days, it's like, it's just blatantly in your face. You're like, oh, shit. It's like women of, you know, all these white women in varying shades of athleisure wear, you know, same with me. I was wearing my sweaty Betty the whole um, weekend, gladly. I'm glad to not wear jeans or to dress up or anything. And then there was like maybe like a handful of men, if that and then very few people of color. Um, so that was the demographic. And what I didn't realize is I thought it was going to be like 40 people. I literally thought it was going to be very <laughs> intimate with Laura Lynn Jackson. So that's why I felt like so privileged. And I am privileged to have gone to it. But what I realized when I was there 
too far into the game, one might say, is that it was a group of 325 people. I know, mic drop. Um, I was not expecting that. And I think, like, we'll cut to the chase. It was a really difficult time for me to be there with so many people. And, you know, most people weren't masked. I didn't expect them to be. But I decided to double mask every time I was in the main hall when we were getting our lectures and doing our activities because I'm just not going to, you know, I'm not going to get COVID from this. And, um, you know, I'm sure none of, like hardly any of these people got the latest booster. So whatever. But it was it was a lot. I think that, you know, this is my introductory thing. I um. I think I want to just stop it there because I have so many thoughts that I need to digest, but I wanted to kind of just tell you the lay of the land and, you know, set it up. And I basically told you the bottom line. I didn't connect the way that I was hoping to with Laura because there's 325 people there. So I didn't get, I'll tell you, I didn't get any one-on-one with her or even get to say hi to her or even get to thank her about, you know, the books that she wrote and how they changed my life. And I didn't get to personally connect with my mother in a way that I've been wanting to. And I had to, I've been thinking, you know, in these couple of hours since the end of the workshop, Um, I've been thinking about like, how do I, what's my next move as far as my knowledge of the, I mean, what am I saying? What's my next move as far as, you know, my learning on all of this stuff, you know, and there was just, I think it was really important for me to go to this retreat because I was... I think I was seeking a lot of answers externally as I always do about like, is my life going to be the way that I want it to be? Am I going to be able to do the things that I want to do? Am I going to get everything I want? Is my dad going to be okay? You know, and I think going to the retreat, it made me realize that I've just got to do a lot of a lot more internal work. And, um, I don't think I can rely on any external validation, whether it's a message from my mom, um, a reading from Laura. It's it's not that's not the real work. And the relief doesn't last very long. That's the truth. How many signs have I gotten from my mom? And I'm still like, oh, yeah, that was awesome. And then, meh, you know, um, so I'll get into the nitty gritty details of the actual retreat and what we did and what my impressions were and how I was feeling in the next episode. But I wanted to give, um, you know, just a little intro into the whole thing. And, you know, and I'll, I'll leave it at like, yes, it wasn't what I said, I didn't have any expectations. And I thought I didn't, but obviously I did, because I thought it was going to be way more intimate. And that I was, you know, at least going to be able to speak to the damn woman. (laughs) Um, But I didn't get to. And that was not her fault. And 
And I will say that the best part of the whole thing was that Laura Lynn Jackson is exactly who she seems to be. She is, she's wonderful. Like there's nothing bad to say about her. She is so warm and kind. She's a great speaker. She's a great teacher. She's dynamic. She is beautiful. Um, you know, you just want to be around her. And she, they always say like, don't meet your heroes. But, in, you know, technically, I didn't meet her. But um, she was great. She was exactly who I wanted her to be. And I'm really glad that that expectation was met. But next time, we'll go into the, the, the retreat itself. Some of the people um, that I overheard because I didn't talk to many people. And um, I'll tell you how I really feel. <laughs> but until then, I'll just say bye.